Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everyone, Mates here. Thanks so much for watching and listening to the podcast this week. I just want to let you know that we have got our own Patreon and we're doing something very, very cool with the guys who sign up over there. We're going to be doing our very first live Q&A hangout. If you go over to patreon.com forward slash MHX page, I can sign up there at any tier. You are invited into that. It's going to be Monday evening, about six-ish after we're finished doing the Football Manager stream. We're just going to get in there, shoot the breeze, answer some questions with you guys, hang out, have a bit of a chat, but it is exclusively only for the people who are our patrons on patreon.com that's MHX page after there's a couple of extra bits and pieces of benefits which you can see when you go to the website and check it out but that is the big thing we're doing a monthly Q&A it should be very very cool so if you want to come and join us then head over there and sign up and we'll see you on Monday Hello everyone welcome to the Matron Page Act podcast we're back once again this week we're going to be talking about the whole another black rock and beat black black rock and beat um we're going to be talking about dominic cummins and his mad mad dry eyesight drive which is just him going out for a day and having a laugh and then blagging his way through it obviously it's a fluid situation it might have changed and more will happen but undoubtedly probably not uh, from time to recording to release so we're also going to talk about manchester united looking to sue football manager for breaching their no. intellectual property yeah weirdos uh, we're going to talk about the fact that the justice league snyder cut uh, is coming out if you've never heard of this we'll explain it it's mad and weird and yeah it's probably going to be crap uh, but we'll talk about that uh, we're going to look do forward your... to we explaining that one paul yeah i know um <laughs> we're gonna do your um you're not a real grown-up a proper grown-up until dot dot dots we had good fun with them last week i put a tweet out this week on uh, at matrix page we've got a few of them from you guys so we're going to read through some of them as well and i'm sure we'll have a few twists and turns we'll purge we'll probably purge at some point as well purge um how's your week going so far dragon you know <laughs> it is friggin' dragon, mate. I thought I was on for a good week this week. Yeah. Because obviously it was a bank holiday Monday, so Kat was off an extra day. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think yesterday and today have kind of felt like a full week just on their own. Um, I, th- I, th- I think I think the sun's not helped me this time, whereas every other time the sun's been like, oh, it's a godsend and stuff. Yeah. But it's been too hot today, certainly, and I sat outside for like 30 minutes, and this was about, like, we're recording now, it's just gone 4 o'clock, it was about 2 o'clock I sat that, sat outside, yeah. and I've not recovered yet, 
I feel like it's just sucked the life out of me, and I'm just like this hot, sweaty mess. I, you know what I mean? There's probably something in though. We talked last week about that thing where you have a bit of time on your on your own, and and, and it's like eating a bag of crisps when you're hungry. It just makes you more hungry. There's probably a degree to which having cat bail you out a bit more yesterday is like, oh yeah, okay, cool, and that should make you more prepared. But what it's done is it's just highlighted how hard it is when she's not there. Yeah. To help you out. Yeah. So other than that, like I've actually I've had a, you know, if you take away the probably fifteen hours each day of horrendousness, I'd say I've had a good one and one and a half hours of good stuff each day. Oh yeah, flying. Well, that's that's, that's a, a hundred. That's probably a hundred and fifty percent increase on last week's daily totals. Well, flying, absolutely flying. Then go. yeah, that's a every cloud, Paul. Every yeah. cloud, mate. Every, even no matter how shitty the cloud is, uh, it can still have a silver lining. Now the question is, would I mean you wouldn't choose to have a a, a even if it is silver coated, it's still shit coated in silver. But then it is still silver. You decide which you prefer, which is which is livable with. Um, I want let's we talk about the um. I want to talk about the Man United footy manager stuff because this came out. It's been a few days since this came out, but um, obviously, it kind of, it's been a bit a bit more on our radar than normal because obviously we're playing footy manager a, a lot more at the moment. And um, I love the idea, Chris. This is how this is how out of touch Manchester United are with the world. That somebody they're probably sat in a board or they're having like a socially distanced like you know board meeting or whatever, and someone's gone. Have you seen this football manager thing? Did we? Did anyone in here? Did anyone? Did anyone license us to this? And everyone's gone. Get, get, get that check. Write that down. Check. And, and then no, we didn't license. Didn't license Manchester. And, and someone's going, well, hang on. Well, that's not. We don't allow that, do we? No. Well, go and sort that out. Get, get, get the lawyers on the phone. Get the lawyers on. Add the, add the lawyers into this call. Um. And they've decided, they've decided to sue footy manager. I mean, Chris, like, f- I get it. They're not wrong. I mean, the phrasing is, I think I've got it here. Um, it, uh, they're suing it for allegedly infringing its trademark by using the club's name extensively throughout the game. It argues they've infringed its trademark over its logo by not using the official Manchester United crest, instead replacing the club crest with a simplified red and white striped logo. It deprives the registered proprietor of its right to have the club crest licensed. I mean... So what are they moaning about here, Paul? Because this is the big thing for me. Are they moaning that they didn't get the full license in? Basically, by the sounds of that, is they're saying you could have put the Man United crest in, but you had to pay us money to use the crest effectively. And they're saying they've you've got you've you've robbed us of that platform to sell that that crest to you. I guess my my big issue with this, I suppose, is more along the lines of kind of what you were alluding to at the beginning, Paul. It's like. You've been fine with it for the last 20 years. Now, all of a sudden, your revenues have taken a massive hit, 140, 150 million reduction in revenues. And you think, let's go and take on that giant sports interactive who will will recoup the money. Come on, lads. You know what's happening. You've known what's happening. Um, I'm pretty sure at some point you've been licensed by them. Probably. And I mean, the season after was probably the time to do this, not a few seasons after. Yeah. Well, it's they... just it's just them clutching at straws. It makes them look fucking needy, Yeah. to be honest with yeah. you. And it makes them look pathetic, yeah. because in the eyes of, of gamers, that is pretty pathetic. I mean, you know, Liverpool furlough and staff was bad. And, I, it, and 
you know, I'm not saying it's as bad, but like you, you re- like you're looking pretty poor. You know what I mean? You look like a, a bad gang of dickheads, Manchester United. And like, like le- letter of the the law and the IP and all those kind of stuff is they're probably not wrong. I mean, look at as an example, look at um, Juventus. So Juventus are exclusively licensed to Konami for for Pro Evo, which means they're called Zebra in, in Footy Manager. We've seen plenty of like, examples like Schalke have been Gelsenkirchen for for years and, and and that kind of stuff. There's always been funny examples like this throughout Footy, but like Manchester United, this is the point, and this is what they they, they actually said. Say and Sports Interactive said the use of the club's name is a legitimate reference to Manchester United football team in a football context and it's been used in football manager and its predecessor championship manager since 1992 they've literally had Chris 28 years of this being a thing um, and it's you're right it, right now it just feels like it does just feel like they've been so far out of touch with the entire world outside of Manchester United that like it, I, I honestly wouldn't shock me if they'd never heard of it and they're like shocker do you know what's the funny thing for me is I get the impression that somebody's played it right and realised that Manchester United are a bang average football side on it <laughs> and that's what they're asked about it's like a player who gets fucking 80 on FIFA Yeah, you know what I mean and they're like wow are you kidding me like they've played through it and they've gone bloody hell we're pretty crap we can't have them thinking that and the fact is you've been really good on championship manager i'm sure for years because you were really good since the start of the premier league you've fallen off a cliff and as such your squad's a bag of balls you're losing money every week the glazers have taken up 1.5 billion pounds out since they bought yeah um and and your stadium started to fall down now you're unhappy that this is all happening virtually as well as in real life and that's the issue that you've got do you know what what this is funny though because this is another example of Manchester United getting things massively, massively wrong, and it, look, there's, there's, there's potentially dangerous knock-ons for the for the sport game industry and what have you if they if they manage to get a ruling on this, um, because they're arguing about like you know promoting the um, data packs and stuff like that is like they, they've got cottoned on to Footy Manager getting around to the licensing thing, and like it's Pro Evo are in, are in deep shit. But what Manchester United need to recognise is that, um, and I nearly did the D'Lo Brown head wobble with that, is that. They're, they're about to enter the footballing wilderness over the next couple of years. As much as they think they're not, as much as they think they've got this bold new era on the horizon, they haven't. They're, they're going to be in the wilderness for a few years at least. What they're about to stop being is that top echelon club, right? That you 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 go like the glory hunters go for. So like the reason I go, I don't, I quite, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of Real Madrid, but the reason why I go Real Madrid on football games, and there's a reason I go, you go Barcelona, there's a reason you go Bayern Munich, and there's a reason you go Manchester United because they're normally the biggest thing going, and they've got you know the best players and all that kind of stuff. What they're about to enter into, so they've never needed football managers. What I'm driving at. Because they just they've got their own their their own massive thing. What what they need in the coming years is you know all the people who support random football teams and they've got them for random reasons. So like if I said Castel di Sangro to you, you get a laugh because you've got a soft spot for Castel di Sangro because of champ manager. And I could name I could go through half a dozen teams and yeah Juventus are probably one of them in in some ways. But the there's, but there's some really obscure teams that we have a really soft spot for Cadiz FC I've got one for that because of a Master League game and what Man United do and if they take away their licence if they manage to get the name took away and all that kind of stuff from Footy Manager they're losing out on potential fans and all this like thing with it because they're going to become when they're not top tier 
they're going to become a bit of a hipster's choice. Liverpool have been that for a long time. You gain a lot of fans because you're not the tippy-top team. So if you come to something new, you don't want to support maybe the best team because it's seen as being glory hunting. But you'll go for a team with a good history, a good story behind them. You've got a few good players and play, you know, a style of footy or whatever. So, like, Man United could. And they've been making these mistakes. It's like like giving David De Gea a massive contract. Fucking stupid mistake. He's had his day. He's not, he's not a, as good a goalkeeper as you can get anymore. And if they manage to get themselves taken out of footy manager it's just another example of brilliant short-sighted mismanagement of the football club and I apologise to Man United fans but also I don't because I, you should know why, that I don't like Man United and I'm fine to, to be rolling around like a pig in shit at your misfortunes is what I'd say so, yeah, yeah. I, I think that the, the thing is that you're right there's a certain appeal with going a club I mean I was I, I started the footy manager saved the other day didn't I mm-hmm. and I was tossing up between starting unemployed or getting a big club back to where it belongs and so for me the toss up was probably AC Milan and starting unemployed yep. because and that's what Manchester United are now mm-hmm. if you if if you if you don't love a team in England Man United will be that there'll be fans of the Serie A the Bundesliga Spain who played the English leagues yep. and they'd all go Manchester United to get that power back and maybe that's the problem mm. Maybe yeah. that's what they don't want. Um, or well, we ultimately know that you've lost a, a fucking prick ton of money, guys, mm. um, and you're trying to recoup it in a in a really really stupid way. Mm. Um, you could have what you could have done is um, sell uh, the official latte partner in in Canada mm. um, yeah. to a Canadian Coffee Co. Um, I'm sure they're up for a deal if they exist. Maybe this is just it. Maybe that's it. They've just gone through the list. Maybe they finally they finally done it all. They've got a spreadsheet of every product on the face of planet Earth that they've and they've licensed them all and they've gone. Uh, what more blood is there to come from this stone? And someone's gone. I've heard. Have you? I've heard about this game. My son is doing me head in in lockdown here, and all he's doing is sitting all day playing this football manager thing. And they've gone. Oh, let's get a bit of that. But yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, poor form. I think Captain Hook would say poor form, poor form, Jack. Um, yes, um, yeah, absolutely, completely, completely agree. Uh, Leslie, thoughts on that uh, in, in the comments if you're watching on YouTube? Please do make sure uh, you drop a like on the video if you're on YouTube. If you're listening on podcasting apps, then leave us a five star review as well. In fact, we got a five star review um, the other day. Did I need to see if I can, I, yeah, I need to see if I can find it. It came. Yeah, I, I will track it down and, 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 nice and read it to us. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't me that did it. Um, so I don't really want to take too much of the kudos on this, but uh, someone actually did. Here we go. Um, new reviews. Very funny. Five star. Uh, none of the Anfield rap crew are funny, are they? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Pocketing one of Redman TV's, uh, you know, um, fellow. Space, Liverpool, whatever. Uh, thanks very much for the five star review. If you want to leave something daft in the comments, it's, I'm more likely to find it and read it. Uh, so, yeah, do, do, do leave your five star reviews. It does help with all of that stuff. Everyone, mate, here's the quick word from our sponsors today who are threadsforreds.com, the finest, the finest Liverpool clubber on the face of planet Earth today, not just in terms of design work, but also in terms of the quality of the garments that they have as well. So much of the stuff that you see online, on Twitter, everyone seems to be doing Liverpool t-shirts and and football-related t-shirts and stuff, but so many of them are just that really 
cheap and cheerful kind of stuff. We call it disposable clothing. The kind of stuff that you'd pick up in Primark and chuck away after a few washes. The stuff that they're using is the best of the best, truly premium. And moreover, I need to highlight, because we now know Liverpool are going to be winning the league title, whether it's points per game or games behind closed doors, that the And Now You're Gonna Believe Us t-shirt is once again available. Get ready for a rather more subdued than we would expect, but nevertheless, big party, if only in our minds and houses, for Liverpool lifting number 19 with your And Now You're Gonna Believe Us t-shirt, which we can now wear with pride fee and free from fear that uh, it's going to be stolen away from us by the Null and Void crew. Uh, yeah, head to threadsforreds.com, pick up your T-shirts, get yourself kitted out for the summer. And yeah, thanks very much to them for sponsoring the podcast. Um, yes, uh, in, in the other bits and pieces of news, I, I, as I say, it might be me slightly more explaining this, but... Uh, a lot of people will be aware of this if you if you if you follow comic books and movies and, and superhero movies in particular. That Zack Snyder is the guy who directed Watchmen. He's the guy who directed Man of Steel. He's the guy who directed Batman vs Superman. He was charged with creating DC Comics. Who for the layperson, the people yeah, yeah for the people who uh, I don't know. DC Comics, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, etc., etc. He was charged with creating this universe, and it fell flat because he's he's. They're just not very good, the films. But loads of people liked them. He left making the Justice League film, which was meant to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. It wasn't very good. Joss Whedon of Buffy fame took over. The film's... It's it's all right. Um, but anyway, the fans have been uh, frothing at the mouth for years over this hashtag release the Snyder Cut. And HBO Max have decided that they're going to allow him to make it and release it. And Chris, just from a... Without obviously... You're obviously not up on, up on it all, but... In terms of a, a genius move in a pandemic situation, because television companies and streaming services are shitting themselves at the moment, absolutely shitting themselves because content can't be getting made. So we're going to reach a point in the next six months where there's no new content being made. And all of a sudden you've got to convince people to sign up for your streaming services when there's you know nothing new and enticing for it. And what HBO have done there effectively whether it's rubbish or not. And I look, it might be fine. It's probably going to be rubbish. I'll probably think it's rubbish because I didn't like what he did with the other stuff anyway. But as far as a genius move goes, it's the first time we've ever seen something like this happen. Like, fan power has, has made this a thing. And then someone somewhere again in, in, in a boardroom somewhere has gone, what can we do? And someone's gone, have you seen this? We could just throw a bit of money, get him to finish making this. And they're talking, it could either be like a short series or it could be like a four-hour supercut. And all of a sudden, HBO have got this rabid online community of people who are all just going to absolutely dive bomb onto that service the second that it's on there. It's, it's like weirdly Machiavellian genius. But, okay, so I don't, like, I don't know enough about it, but like... The film wouldn't have run for four hours, so how's it the same film? It's not. So what? So have the fans really got what they wanted? So, so basically, exactly, this is the point, is that they've mythologised this notion of a Snyder, because it's the point. It, it, he reckons he's got, he's got like a four-hour movie shot. Joss Whedon went in um, and shot a load of extra stuff. And So there's like, example, there's, me, there's meant to be a bit with Superman in a black suit when he comes back from death which isn't in the film at all. There's loads of stuff I, in trailers. We're not talking, like, button-up fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, we're exactly. We're talking a black yeah. Superman suit. a black-out yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top-out. Not top, like no, a tort suit. No, top-out top out and tails, Chris. 
Okay. No, well, obviously, yeah, the black, the black, the black, the black on suit, um, which is like iconic in, in 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 comics and Superman lore and all that kind of stuff. But apparently, there's tons of stuff. But you're right; they're not going to get that film because you can't make that film. They can't bring the actors back in to act for it, but they, they're going to bring them back in for voice acting bits. They can do some special effects to add it all, but it's it's mad because it's yeah, it's not going to be that. But of course, no one knows what it was going to be. It's going to be interesting to it's see. A, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a genius move. I think you're right there. It's also a massively egotistical move by Schneider, by the sounds of things. Is yeah. that the type of person that he is? I don't know. I mean, look, the, maybe and, to and, some and extent. Who owns HBO? Because Warner Brothers were doing the film, weren't they? Yeah, so I, I would guess there's probably something tied up in there, I guess. I guess there Warner must Brothers be a... would have to live them, release the footage, or they'd probably own HBO it, or yeah, something. Now it's so how by... do they win? How do Warner Brothers win in this situation? I don't know whether they've got a, a they still retain rights to it or whatever. I, I don't actually know the full ownership situation on that side of things. I, whether they fall under the same umbrella company, I would guess. I would guess that would be it. Because um, like, here, there's what I'm thinking straight away. I'm like, well, you're gonna look stupid, whether the film's good or bad. Yeah. Because you've made a terrible decision to get rid of a director who's gonna deliver you. A better film. He so so his daughter committed suicide during the filming, so he walked away from production so at they, the time. So they could have waited though. Well, he, yeah, well, yeah. He decided he decided to step away, and they brought in yeah they brought in Josh Whedon, and there'd been rumours that like they weren't particularly happy with the tone and all that kind of stuff anyway. But yeah, this is what I mean. It's been it's kind of like he's created this online buzz by leaking images and, 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 and talking about it. it went from being fancy and released to Snyder Cut well, do you remember I mean it happened to the last two Star Wars films there was loads of people saying oh, we should rem-. people wanted to remake the middle of the new trilogy the guy started like a crowdfunding thing to get it re- to get it reshot um, fans are lunatics absolute lunatics but normally that's where it ends normally it's like okay well great you've raised three three billion dollars but you Lucasfilm aren't going to give you the rights to the characters to make the film, so that's a good hashtags. I mean, look, we've seen it like you see it in football. Hashtags is normally people think they're really empowering, but they're normally not. But this is like, as I say, this is mad. This is un, this is genuinely unprecedented that someone that they could they followed it on. And Zack Snyder's ridden the crest of this wave, and it's going to be awful. I'm certain of it. But yeah, what a mad. It's, it is not like it's it's absolutely genius it also makes me realize when you were talking when you were teeing this up why the mandalorian was split out over eight weeks mm-hmm. because everyone's going to take that model otherwise they will run out of content they're not going to run out of content i don't worry about that in any way shape or form <laughs> netflix stopped releasing 20 things a week yeah. and they released 10 you know what i mean and they released them on a weekly basis rather than just letting everyone binge it in a weekend and go right what's next 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 oh, come on car, come on car. I need more television more television <laughs> so they just do that they just release one episode yeah. at a time and everyone can chill and get through this i mean they are the, the production companies are coming back into work over the next couple of months and stuff anyway aren't they mm-hmm. uh, we've seen that we've seen like coronation streets and stuff like that are coming back and all that type of stuff i'm not worried about that but uh, i do think it's a genius move for them a riding the crest of the wave of the buzz b getting people into it it's not going to be a film is my guess if this if this line of thinking comes across yeah. because a four part series keeps them around for four weeks yeah well you, what you need to do is cross o- cross over that month threshold ideally because that's what disney plus did with the mandalorian because there's no reason 
for Disney to release that staggered in the UK because it yeah. was out. The series was finished. If we if you'd watched it, if you'd streamed it, you know, via illicit methods or whatever, you'd have seen it all. It was all out there in the world. I'd seen all the major plot points via internet sites and all that kind of stuff. But the reason they drip fed it out of the UK is because you needed to keep yeah, that get free, free, free trial. You need sixty days to stay through Disney Plus. Like. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they did that in any way, shape, or form. Like, but yeah, it is. It's, it's an interesting model that that's the world we're in now. In in now. I mean, I don't think there's too many examples of this and i don't know i don't know whether we'll see other examples quite like it but particularly uh, it, it, it is telling that you know, you've seen this happen in the media particularly with in the last 20 years it happens most prevalently i think in the music industry the days of like for example you go out and you're a boss band and you make boss music and a record label's just got money coming out of its ears and they just go great we'll sign you up because you're great at music and you'll make a great music album doesn't happen anymore you've got to go out there and build yourself an audience you've got to go out there and gig get a fan base and prove that there's people who will buy your stuff before people will give you money to take the take the next step so it's a it's a it potentially opens a door to a load of things happening because that kind of stuff exists on the internet already you know like you can you can build again you build up a follow and you can do x y and z and you can maybe crowdfund your own stuff but it's the first example almost of a major production company going well, we, we've got a built-in audience for this. Let's let's make let's make that because you know, okay, you're not going to know the numbers exactly, but you can guarantee you're going to get an uplift because there's a proven rabid audience already. Couple that already. with the fact that like it's shot, and that makes it easy during coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To absolutely. just let a few editors work remotely, you know what I mean? Yeah. That that that's the big part of it as well, isn't it? Those two things equals dollar signs for HBO Max, which is a terrible name. Yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible name. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's fascinating. Apparently, he said that of the movie that was released, only twenty five percent of it is what he was was going to be in his film, effectively. Um, which is yeah, it's, it's a fight again. Fascinated by him, a massive, massive um, DC Comics geek, and they've been they've horrendously handled those characters on on film for a long time. So, it'd be interested to see um, where well, he was part of that as well. Was he? The what, he was sorry. part of horrendously. You know, handling those characters. Yeah, well, look, I say horrendously from my perspective, and this is the problem with fandom, by the way, because we see it in football all the time, and I often think, I often like daydream about what it would be like if I just, if I just was what I am in a different genre on YouTube, and for you know, you, the grass is always greener, but you see it like, like people sending death threats over this. Like, you know, anyone involved with, like, Warner Brothers or involved with anyone behind the scenes of it have been getting, like, a, just dog's abuse for years on social media over it. And fans, you know, see with Star Wars, I think there's, there's, people are as entrenched in things. why you've got console wars, you've got all these things. People, people love something so much that it makes them, like, insane over it and stuff like it's um it's a it's fucking it's it's absolutely fucking barmy there's people who will go to die over their movies um I, they're fine <laughs> you know they're fine like i i i went into the marvel movies as a dc fan predominantly I mean, dad once said raising the sun to, to like dc comics is like raising the sun to support everton which was a heartbreaker for me back in the day I liked Superman and Batman more than I liked. Well, who the fuck? No one read Iron Man. No one liked Iron Man. It was nothing. It was a nothing character until Tony. Uh, until they made the cinematic universe and uh, Robert Downey Jr. came along. So I went into when they started making new Superman films and they started making you know bringing Batman and doing all that stuff. Yeah, amazing. Let's get on board with this. And they're just they're just ridiculously met. And even the most met of Marvel stuff has at least got a bit of personality to it. So. 
you never know. It is a bit mad though, like yeah. just on the whole, because like I can understand that in sport. Yeah. And you know, I don't get me wrong, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. But if anyone wanted to have an argument with me over Star Trek and Star Wars, I wouldn't. Yeah. Because it's my imaginary fucking TV shows better than your imaginary TV show. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it just comes across really strange to me. But, like I can't. I, but, but you were absolutely furious and well, or upset when they when they basically said all of the Star Wars books basically didn't yeah. exist anymore. And do you know why? Go for it. Because I put hours of my life into it. Yeah. Not because I did. I don't think they've done a good job now, or or they they can't replicate that. But it just seems like a giant waste of time when they probably didn't need to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's different in my eyes. That's oh, it, just like it's different. That's just like going. You know what, lad? You've spent about two hundred hours of your life, and and us as the stewards have decided we can't be asked. Yeah. With with that and everything that you've put into that. And I know there was obviously a takeover and all that stuff and they wanted to move away Disney, didn't they? But that's just stupid, like in my eyes, because you've just fucked off a load of fans mm-hmm. who've invested a load of time. Whereas if you're arguing between a made-up man who wears a cape or a made-up man who wears a suit, I think that's silly. But this is what we're having. <laughs> but it, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And it's but, the same with console wars, but yeah. at least they're real. But this is the thing, though, isn't it? But <laughs> they're real you, things. You can hear you know it, I mean? though. Football players are real and yeah. you can argue about them because they're real. Yeah. But it's, DC but it's, versus Marvel's just my imaginary friends better than yours. But it, this is the point. It's not actually that. It's 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 the it's the divisions in amongst it all of a sudden. So, which is where it's getting fascinating because you've got people who love those characters, and it's now the portrayals that people get angry about. Like look at Star Wars. Like there's people. I I genuinely I really dislike that middle. Star Wars film, I can't remember what it's called. The Last Jedi, is it? Um, I mean, it's okay. I'm rewatching. It's fine, and I quite I enjoyed the most recent one. But there's people who are on the complete reverse, and I find that mad. The people well, feel that way. That's down to how you you've interpreted that character. In well, it's fandom, isn't it? it? It's fandom. But, that, but that's fine. Intra series mm-hmm. or intra universe. I think that's totally acceptable. You know, you read a book and you, you watch a film, let's say, or you read a comic and you watch a film for more how you would do it, then you've got your internal perception of how that character is. And I get that. Oh, you've got that wrong because this, 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 and this happens. Now, you've got to remember, I suppose, as well, they're not out to repeat the book. It's not a straight swap. It's not a straight swap of the comic. But when they get, like, the the essence of the character wrong or they yeah. portray it in a way that wasn't meant by the original author I think that's totally acceptable to argue yeah. about and get entrenched about because that's what like that's how it's supposed to make you feel it's those intra things that I get like wound up about you know yeah. what I mean oh yeah absolutely because that's that's it isn't it but you get you everyone we feel and but you're right whether they're imaginary or not we feel a sense of good characters and well-written characters and well-written media and this is why it is similar to sports in some regards regardless of whether it's real or not is that you 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 put your time into it and you lose yourself in that world it's like when you finish a series it doesn't matter whether it's a, I just finished the last dance and I feel like I've lost a little bit of my life because I, 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 I was really into that world I could read a trilogy of books a fictional book set in a fantasy setting and feel exactly the same way because I've been I've inhabited that world for that for that time and that's where this like again rabid fandom kind of kind of comes from all of a sudden because you've got people in these who, who, who are so again so deeply entrenched in their opinions of these characters that they actually the the, the 
they do they take it really super personally when things get when they are poorly portrayed or where they're taken away from them and all that but in addition you've now got a third layer which actually i don't think exists in in football so much maybe it does but not as not as obviously of people who there's a there's a hate culture around these things and there's a hate culture in Star Wars where you've got to say that Star Wars, you, you're, you've got to say that all Star Wars or new Star Wars is shit because that's become a thing all of a sudden. Like, Yeah, that, the problem with that is that people are too entrenched and that's where that comes from, isn't it? Yeah. Or you know that, it's that. I think, and I think, kind of, actually it's quite similar to the Bundesliga stuff. In fact, it might actually be prevalent in that as well. You know, mm-hmm. I was sat here last week saying I just didn't enjoy it. Now, if I had a really strong opinion of Star Wars, which you know I do, mm-hmm. and I had a, a disliking of most of the new films, which you know I did, mm-hmm. and you're exactly the same in this, we both walked out of that final film buzzing yeah. because it was boss. Because you know what? Some people can let it go at the door and just uh, uh, enjoy themselves yeah. and not be entrenched or dragged down by everything else. Yeah. Some people can't. That's the difference. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's like, it's you know what it is like, right? It's like not being able to enjoy a game of football that your rival wins. Yeah. For what it is. Yeah. Rather than what it meant. So it could be a great game of football. 1999 Manchester United treble. Champions League final. Great game of football because of the climax of it. Mm-hmm. Not enjoyable because you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm sure that yeah, they'd say about that in reverse. But it's funny, Istanbul, Istanbul would be except, like ex- unbelievable game of football. No, worst game of football ever. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. But in, in saying it, you you talking it actually reminds me. It does. This does exist in football because Arsenal fan TV exists, and I don't mean to say I'm not looking to bash Robbie or that, but that like spout, spouting aggressive negativity. Actually, of course, it does because in football, and it becomes a it becomes a self perpetuating fire. So what you had is in Star Wars, you had Red Letter Media did the reviews of the original trilogy, uh, the, so the, re, the the new trilogy, as it were, the Phantom Menace, etc., etc., and that created like a subgenre of YouTube where people people just go on there to tell you everything that's wrong with Star Wars and why everything else other than the original trilogies are, is god awful, and that's become a a, a pop up sort of in industry in and of itself that happens with it happens with dc stuff because again people have got the passion for these characters and they always think they know best and that's what, and then when you, when you say those words just translate that into football because again you you've got people now who, who who just literally exist to hate the things that exist and there's not enough people as you say you can just take it as take it at face value you can go and enjoy things for for what they are and i'm not saying i can do that by the way because again i didn't like the middle star wars film i don't i i didn't mind the new trilogy at the time because it was just i could just go and be thrilled by the cinema but in hindsight i don't i know i, re- I recognize that they're not very good so i'm not i'm not cleaning this by the way i'm just as bad in some regards as other is. people yeah Nobody is like it's also the time in your life that these things crop along. Yeah, you know, as a as a seventeen year old lad, no, sixteen year old lad, when um, July fifteenth wasn't it or something like that, nineteen ninety nine, when the Phantom Menace came out, it was something like that, wasn't it? Might be early, but yeah. Um, we had not seen a Star Wars film live in the cinema. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a big deal to a sixteen-year-old lad yeah. who's grown up watching Star Wars films. Yeah. As a as a fella who, let's say, maybe went and saw the three ones in the thing and is looking to replicate that feeling. Well, let's talk about that. Just compartmentalise it. Can you? 
20 years after when you were a 17 year old and that took that craze took over the world yeah. no you can't but as a as an angry 37 year old man with two kids he doesn't get enough time for themselves imagine turning up and going to watch the phantom menace thinking it was going to be star wars yeah. you would rage on it yeah, you would absolutely rage on it and we can't unplug ourselves from our lives and as much as we want to go back to when we were 16 17 and enjoy something that we did again yeah have you tried playing a computer game sometimes that you loved and you've gone back and gone well that was shit yeah, yeah how absolutely. did i and there are games that you can go back and yeah, play course, yeah. but you, it's very hard to replicate those feelings yeah exactly i i, I yeah you're constantly searching for that feeling as you get older but again what the internet has allowed it is this this like these hate cultures to you'd have no one to talk to about this it wouldn't bother you you just get on you just get on with it but all of a sudden now you know you've got you can find fellow people who hate it something as much as you and then you can stir yourself up and you can get so riled up about it that you can't even have a conversation about it anymore i remember having i mean take it back to football there's people out there who loathe rafael benitez like Liverpool fans who would count themselves as die-hard Reds, who you know, who love the bones of the club, you know, more than as much as you can possibly love it, who hate Rafa, hate, hate, and I've heard them say I've had arguments with these people, and you can't, because you, you get so, you just, you, you just, you, you become cocooned, encased in your in your opinion, and, and you can't, you're intractable on it, you'll never move on it, and it's mad, you know, the, the, again, this exists all around media. There's people I know who wouldn't watch the new Star Wars films because they'd convinced themselves that because Disney had that it was the worst thing ever. And I, it was, I don't know what I was talking but about. But they weren't wrong, though. No, they're fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> they might have saved themselves a lot of pain yeah. and certainly a lot of time and a lot of popcorn. Yeah, well, it's true. But well, I, I'm not saying that's a good thing. Well, I don't know if I said this on the Red Men podcast, but it's mad how what happens is like things like banter and throwaway jokes and just light-hearted opinion... Uh, even albeit even negative opinion over the years crystallizes if it keeps up long enough and it becomes to a new generation of people it becomes fact so all of a sudden like you, you and then if you if you only exist with, around people who, who, who say those things it's like i don't want to say slag evertonians too much as such but there's a generation of evertonians who were raised on um we hate liverpool we hate Liverpool, and then that just got became more and more deeply entrenched. Then you get another generation of lads who are, who are actually raised by people who were raised by people who used to say that, and it's too far removed from someone to go. I oh, know we're only messing. It's only, it's just football, isn't it? it be, you become indoctrinated mm. so that you have this this again this absolutely fixed point of view on something that you can't move, and you've never re and you don't understand that you've actually got it. Um, yeah, I find all that stuff. But, I find but all that stuff actually, very interesting. I think when you when you take that and you look at why, because I think you know you, you mentioned our stuff on TV at the top of this. They've always existed. Reddit forums and forums of football clubs existed well before our stuff on TV and phone-ins and fucking everything else exactly. And the the one constant here is the ability to communicate with people. Yeah. So they've always existed yeah. in every walk of life. Yeah. And just. Our, the the difference now is our communication has become easier and more global. Yeah. That's that's what's happened. Yeah. These things would happen in small groups in pubs. Yeah. Like that there was there's always a guy in a pub. You've worked in plenty uh, and I've worked in a couple that stood at the stood at the end of the bar whinging about something. Yeah. Now, fortunately, that was most of the time just con you know just in a controlled environment of who was brave enough to go and buy a pint near that man 
now that fella's got a Twitter account. Yeah. And he's stood at the end of the bar still, probably. And a hashtag. And a hashtag, and that's it. And, you know, and, and that's the difference, yeah. is we see and hear everything from everybody all the time at any point of the day. This thing's been going on. Hatred and love have existed since the dawn of fucking time. Look at the religions. Yeah. That's what started. It's just two guys. Some people had some ideas, yeah. and and then it, that's what we're that's what we're at now. That's why we're still fighting wars, Paul. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Yeah. It's just that we notice it more now. Yeah, you've all got your little, you're sat in your little. Everyone sat in their own little corner of their own little world with their own little hashtag, you know, banner to to get people behind. To and raise now we can afford be- planes to fly these things over grounds. Yeah, I know it's mental, isn't it? <laughs> genuinely, genuinely mental. Um, speaking of. Um, indoctrination and people uh, being hated and just you know general insanity um dominic cummins chris um mm. at, you know at time of recording um he's not been sacked he's not been reprimanded um boris johnson's still going to bat for him um for those of you outside of the country you probably will have picked this up on a bit of this via osmosis but like the the chief political advisor to the prime minister um, who was responsible for drafting the pandemic lockdown rules or was amongst those responsible. Um, it turns out flouted those rules on several occasions and then subsequently we, he is, he's tried to, to explain this away by saying there's a reason he drove to a a uh, beauty spot in Durham on his wife's birthday it was not because he was just breaking um, lockdown rules because it was his wife's birthday and, 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 and fuck the plebs. Um, it was because he needed to, he was unsure about his health due to coronavirus and he wanted to test his eyesight um, before committing to driving all the way back down to London. Yeah, okay. I, because the, the, the more I hear this, like I, we, we were, we were, um, me and my wife playing Scrabble again last night. You'd be happy to know, three one up in games. I am. Um, oh, you didn't tell me about the one last though, Paul. Oh no, I feel like you're going to keep this. Me. She battered me. Okay. Absolutely wiped the floor with me. Um, Are we going to talk about that as much as we talked about your win last week? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, okay. uh, Sorry, Charlie. Bit. I tried, darling. So I tried. So I tried. Um, but we had the radio on. Uh, can I highly recommend, by the way, Gold as a radio station during during trouble times nothing but great songs on that radio station real uplifting anyway they've got the news breaks in it as all radio stations have and so over a period of a couple of hours you've got a couple of uh, two or three news breaks in that and every time i heard a sensible newsreader with a sensible newsreader voice trying to explain to say the explanation i just found myself laughing like how can the, the the level of contempt that those fucking ivory tower gobshites in the government and the people they surround themselves with treat us the common people with is astounding that they they're gonna get away with it chris the good you know the media are trying their best and i don't normally have a lot of love for you know for the mainstream media because i think they've i mean you know they've, they've, they've been terrible in recent years but even they seem to be finally affronted by something but like the fact that they think that people are going to swallow that horse shit is it's dead the world the politics is fucked the world's got to be fucked because if we're gonna get let them get away with that you can get away with anything yeah um i don't really know where to where to start with this topic to be honest paul because i was absolutely seething on over the weekend because of this stuff to be honest i mean you know i think about hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The people who are nearest and dearest to me, and obviously it's my family, and, and I was thinking about you and your family and stuff, Paul, and, you know, you got coronavirus. Yeah. And you've got two kids, and you've got a wife who's a key worker, and I didn't see you go fucking running anywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're a responsible adult who understands that you've got to, at, at times, you've got to do what's right for the community and the people around you, whether yeah. that be your family or just the people yeah. of the, who inhabit the same bloody country as you. And these fucking absolute beanie-headed blades who walk around and don't care about absolutely anybody... I just barefaced lying to us. Did you see the other toss piece? Um, oh, what, what, what? Name some of the biggest knobheads. Oh, um, Gove. Yeah, it's Gove on, on, on LBC. You got it. Yeah. Did you see him try and suggest that he too had gone for a drive? He couldn't um, even say the words, Chris. You were like, in the words, have you ever tested your eyesight by going for a drive? It's a rhetorical question, Michael Gove. He's laughing while he's saying it to you because nobody's ever tested their eyesight by going for a 30 mile fucking drive with their wife and child in the car if they felt it was going to be an issue. You fucking plum. And he, and he goes to say it, doesn't he? He goes to say, well, I, uh, the instance, my wife and I and he can't this is Michael Gove who just spouts nonsense and bullshit for a fucking living he's a mass he's a bell and even he Chris he would say anything to keep his political career going and he could not bring himself to commit the words out loud no that was unfortunate because had the presenter not stuck his oar back in he would have yeah like, he was trying to find a way, and the presenter, he, he just needed to be quiet for a heartbeat more, and we'd have got a 45-second clip of him telling us that once he did go on a bike ride but ended up falling over um, a rabbit <laughs> or something like that. You know, I mean, we, we, we were so close yeah. to him walking himself out of his own job there yeah. with one sentence, yeah. but unfortunately, we, we didn't get to see it. I mean, let's go back to the what actually happened you know first of all paul as a, as a father of two children how far do you think you've managed to get without stopping for a toilet break in the car with a child i, I mean we're talking it's, it's a young kid he's got as well isn't it i guess I, don't, I actually don't know this but, but yeah it is yeah so i mean you're talking to i couldn't drive to durham without I, I, we couldn't drive to durham without a, without a stop from liverpool 
Um, so there's not there's not a chance. There is not a chance. I mean, if I if I drive down to Leicester's like two hours away, and we do that journey fairly often, and we have to stop at least once, and that's a two, that's in a two hour journey, complete and utter nonsense. That and and but it's it's. It, you can tell you know you lie and you you just create details around lies to make it seem more plausible but in doing so you're just making it blindingly obvious that you that you're making you're making a story up it's mad so why have we why are we why has he been saved Paul? so i saw a great a great tweet actually i think it was from is it from um gabriel marcotti maybe or one of the actually one of the italian football writers it, it might, might not be fabrizio romano might have might have been one of them guys and he said and like i don't want to i don't want to put this idea out you know i'm not saying this is it but he said like coming from sicily you know there's a reason why it's got it has a mafia feel to it is that you there's guys who would be taken out but they can't be taken out because they know too much they're too well connected and that's the only fathomable situation because like i like there's people who've there's, look there's people who've got in more trouble for less than that chris for far for far less than that you know um you know and, and there's been football has been dragged through the court of opinion of public opinion and all that for doing for doing far less than that and these footballers are just ultimately normal human beings albeit well you know very very healthy ones with high sex drives um who you know they they weren't responsible for telling us what we can and can't do it's 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 insane like okay. I, let's go, sorry go on no no go. no go on you go you go with so let's talk about some possible reasons have you heard any conspiracy theories on this stuff uh the, the biggest one is, is his connections to russia um okay and I've the, not heard that one, but I'm willing to listen. So, I mean, the Guardian did a catch-up article today for anyone who wasn't up to date with, with who Dominic Cummins is and what he, what he's done. And it, look, it's it's if they'd just written it a little cleaner, I would recommend it to people of all political persuasions. But it's 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 just uses slightly too inflammatory language in how they describe people on on in, in, on the conservative side of things. That if I was a, if I was a deeply entrenched conservative, I would probably be affronted by it just because just on principle. Um, but obviously, I think we've probably got rid of a lot of them by this point now. We're what are we episode fourteen or I know, something? Every now and again, it's like, I can't imagine there's many Tories still standing watching this. Thing, Good on you. Like. Listen, it's fine. You should always you listen do, to other opinions. No, no, hundred percent. You should always take in opinions from both sides. You don't want to close the bubble off. I, I find it interesting to have reasoned discussions with people who. who, who politically lean a bit further over but the further over you start to lean you lean into radical you know radicalism and then you can learn as much from afar about those people as you can from from, from up close but he, he, he obviously the way that he came around after he had some years in Russia basically and obviously Russia's uh, there's some links with how the Brexit campaign was, was, was managed and what have you and obviously you've got the Cambridge Analytica stuff and all that kind of thing there's a there's more than a whiff of Russian interference in it all, but at this point, it all sounds like a mental lunatics conspiracy theory. So you know, by go on, let, tell us what me, you did. Let, indulge me in mine, will yeah. And this isn't mine. This is a this is a guy called Craig Murray. If you've heard of him, um, he does a blog. He was a political editor at some point. I think he's worked for the government. I think he might have been a British ambassador at some point. Um, who has given us just a few things that he's noticed, maybe. Um, so he's not suggesting that this is the conspiracy theory. He's saying these are things that have happened. I'll let you join the dots. 
Um, so Dominic Cummins, eighth, twelfth uh, of April, uh, was up in uh, Castle Bernard, wasn't he? During the lockdown, two days later, GlaxoSmithKline, one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the entire world, uh, signed an agreement to develop and manufacture a COVID nineteen vaccine. Um, they are based in Castle Bernard, um, about ten minutes away from where Dominic Cummings was spotted, which I think is quite interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been working twenty four seven, um, obviously well during this pandemic as well. Just kind of interesting that the day that Cummings goes back to work, he suggested um, the deal was signed um, for GlaxoSmithKline to to produce a, a COVID nineteen vaccine. Really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a reason that the government didn't just come out and say yes he was there um yeah. because he was there yeah. um but maybe if you're trying to cover up something you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want people to know he was up there by there um this is a company as well um who are not let's say um all above board uh, i think they've had three billion pounds worth of fines in the u.s uh, for fraudulent activities they've had 37.9 million pounds i think it was um of a fine from the uk government um for bribing other companies to not use their products once their patent had ended um and there's multiple uh, examples of this all over the world these are a shady bastard pharmaceutical company just the type i might add that i would expect maybe a government like ours to get into bed with and the reason that i think paul that the newspapers are starting to turn right is because you remember how i said a, a couple of weeks ago that I believe the greatest trick, and maybe I didn't say this to you actually, I was talking to somebody else, maybe. I believe the greatest trick the Tories have ever pulled is to is to make anybody on 30 grand a year or 25 grand a year believe that they're the elite. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's happened to the newspapers yeah. and the newspaper owners. I believe now they've realised they're not the elite anymore um, and there's there's always someone above you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably what it is. Their sway and their influence has kind of waned. Um, with the party themselves well, and that's why they're shooting out now so I'm just saying listen Dominic Cummins may have decided the best thing for him and his family to do was to, to drive a 60 mile round trip to test his eyesight I've no idea why he didn't just open his eyes and, and maybe look yeah. 20 metres in front of him like yeah. you would like you would do can you read that license plate like you do when they're taking when you're testing for your driving (laughs) license can you read that driving license over the road yes okay there you go maybe Dominic Cummings is like me Paul maybe he doesn't bring his A game when when it's not all on the line you you know what I mean when it's a pre-season friendly you know what I mean I'm not there but put me in a real game situation Paul and I'll give you 110% he's he's the Dennis Rodman of of the Conservatives it's like yeah yeah, just let me fuck around let me do whatever I want to do let me go Around. let me go to castles and let me be me let me do me but um when it comes to the crunch time i'll i'll, I'll bring me game absolutely yeah did it's you see like the other thing on this actually sorry. did he um it was it was proven that he he went back and edited a blog post from a year oh, yeah. ago because oh, yeah. he claimed in my blog i warned everyone about the dangers of a pandemic and he never he they've gone back on the web, on his webpage and and added this in so that you when you look at it now it looks like he did but he never did. I mean, fuck me. Like and off the back of this, the Mirror's report on this can you just say like I don't I'm not a big fan of any newspaper. I don't read I don't read the newspapers particularly. And if I do, it's largely for the sport. 
um, because I think they're all a bit they'd all got their own agendas in one way or the other but the way that the Mirror uh, and in fact it was it was a joint operation with the Guardian Observer wasn't it with the to to to, uh, to unveil this story and they did it in two parts they went here you go here's the first bit he's been caught breaking lockdown and then they waited for the government to come out and deny it let them Hang get them all the words out yeah and then went oh by the way he also did this as well like that should be the way they've done that should be enough to bring it all down and that's the scary world we're in right now is we're now going to see because it's going to be in the news for a few more days at least because the pre- the media have got a dog with a bone I mean for God's sake Chris I'm sure the mail and the mirror agreeing on something is a sign of the impending apocalypse like you know that's up there with like rivers turning to blood and plagues of locusts as far as you know the end of the end of days happening um, like the, but the problem is of course we're already seeing it is there's people now the, the 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 flip side response to this that comes up to meet it is harassment oh poor dominic cummings being harassed and let's come on like he's not he's not done anything really are we not pushing it too far and blah 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 and then the other one is uh should we not be focusing on positive stories i mean fucking really? who's that fucking oh tony bellula like every sometimes i think he's all right and other times i think he's a massive beaut and like him coming out and fucking you know going, oh come on let's not make a fuck we should be making a big deal out of all this and all that oh get in the bin because this is how this is how they get away with it. It's because we get bored of the big topics and we just trust that it's all going to get sorted out because we can't be asked to raise ourselves to handle them anymore. Dangerous, dangerous stuff. Uh, and the, the, um, on that, I think when the film's made, it's going to be Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones playing the two the two main characters because that was a classic trap um, that the uh, the Mirror and the Guardian pulled. But the other one is um, Jonathan Bartley tweeted not that long ago. Um, he was the head of the Green Party, I think is Bartley, is he? Is he the head of the Green Party? I think he's the head of the Green Party, maybe. Um, uh, who, who wrote to the Cabinet Secretary because um, he reckons Dominic Cummings is uh, in breach of a special advisor's code of conduct to the government now. Uh, I'm just going to read, if you permit me, just a little bit of what he said here. Um, I'm writing to inform you in, my, in your capacity both as Head of Civil Service and Cabinet Secretary following the press conference given yesterday by Special Advisor Dominic Cummings. This to be appears to be a clear breach of the Special Advisor's Code of Conduct which states, Special Advisors must not take public part in political controversy through any form of statement, whether in speeches or letters to the press, or in books, social media, articles or leaflets. They must observe discretion and express comment with moderation avoiding personal attacks would not normally speak in public for their minister or department he also goes on to talk about how it was the other part of it why it wasn't allowed is because they did it on um downing in downing street's garden and as a civil servant you can't have a taxpayer paying for that type of stuff so he wants assurances that no civil servant had to work in that and it was not at the our expense basically so they've broken the rules twice there boris johnson started coming out last about what Cummings is. Cummings has got fucking photos on his hard drive. I tell you, of, of Johnson and Gove and all of them with the cock in the same pig. That's what it comes down to here. And Cummings will take the whole government down. He ain't going anywhere and he's probably the most dangerous person in the government because of that. Yeah. Uh, and we need to run him out. We need to not get bored of this big argument. But... Well, this is the point, isn't it? Is that he's not a publicly elected official. So he doesn't, you know, everyone in the government works for us and everyone, and everyone needs to remember that. Like, so when we're, when, when people talk about these instances, of like we need we need to hold government to task 
at any given time. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter that they've just got in the general election. That's irrelevant. You got, you know, they've got, you've, they've got to be held accountable. That, that, because that's the role of the public in this regard. These people, we trust those people, whether we voted for them or not. They are being entrusted with our welfare and our well-being and the well-being of the of the country moving forward. Now, of course, that might sound hysterical given the the absolute shit show that this country's been since the since the brexit uh, referendum but um it doesn't remain less true the biggest scare scary thing about this chris is i think we're on the verge of politicians and it goes back to this entrenched opinions when something goes from being banter to being fact is that we we we've lost trust in politicians, and that's become that's been building for a number of years. It goes back to like the you know you got the expenses scandal and you do the war in Iraq and all that kind of stuff. But if they're also being non-trustworthy and idiot buffoons as well, then oh, there's going to be a generation of people who accept that that's what politicians are. They are liars. They are buffoons. They play up for the camera. They play dumb. They do all this stuff, and all of a sudden we'll have a new class of politician. This is how Trump ends up in power in in the states. He is just once they let Ronald Reagan. In that he is he is what happens once you once you once you set the precedent in that kind of stuff. Um and there's a, there's a world that it exists in the future if we don't get a grip on stuff where it's people just go oh whatever that's what politicians do politicians break the rules they make shit up and they lie about it but that's what politicians do come on don't worry about it let's go and look at this shiny thing over here instead and um, that's a very again a very very worrying situation that we're kind of entering into and on that one more. Um, I think Piers Morgan is positioning himself to take a run at some form of political office in the future. Oh, fucking hell. Calling it now. Because he is we always say it, we've said it on the Discord group. Um he, he's you know, he goes he go, he goes where he can create the most buzz and vibe around himself. He's not he's, he plays both sides man. against the middle. Yeah. There's a dangerous man. Any, anybody who's willing to blow with the wind, I always think, is more dangerous than someone whose viewpoint you know, yeah. and whose agenda you know. Yeah. Because at least when it's someone on the other side, or you know, you know what they're aiming and they're stri- striving towards. Whereas someone like a Piers Morgan, I think, is maybe worse than a lot of them. Mm. Now, I agree with a lot of his viewpoints over the last few weeks and stuff, but it's only for his own gain. Yeah. That's what he's about. It's personal gain, nothing more, nothing less, and he, he will he will trod on people to get where he is and I actually I'd not considered that at all Paul I fully agree with you I think he's I think he is I think he probably sees a world where he can get some kind of office and job for life yeah that that scares me because at least I know with Johnson what I'm looking at yeah, yeah, I know, and it's 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 yeah, it's mad. It's a proper 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 weird situation, but yeah, it's 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 strange, isn't it? Because you're right, you're right. You, it's how when a big situation happens, you get a war. Who's able to engineer the narrative so that they come out on top, and you know, and and then Piers Morgan is playing that game spectacularly well, and that's why he's different. Because I think in some respects, you, you see the likes of Katie Hopkins, who's just a a, a vile vile human being in every way shape or form but she's she's hooked she's not clever enough and i think she's gone too deep to be fair but she's she hooked into i think she thing. works for trump now anyway don't she well maybe but you know but the point is like she, tommy robertson did the same thing and you've got that young kid now who, who they're throwing forward on 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 itv i can't remember his name but he's like the he's like the conservative he's tory boy and he comes out and he comes out in defense of all these you know he's like a, a, a conservative political activist almost at this point you've got these um 
where what where where she's an example of this is she's hooked onto it and it's helped beef her up because there's tons of people who think that way. She got on the the leave. She's gotten on the racism side. She's gotten on the right wing agenda, and it's it's made her super popular amongst people who th- who think that way. Whereas Piers Morgan is just literally just hopping between lily pads because you know and because and he can play off the card of I'm a political commentator effectively. I, I you know I'm a, I'm a, a neutral party. Um, and 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 he'll just follow the same pattern that's been set. Like Farage is set, like Trump is set, like like Johnson set. You just if if anyone ever tries to corner you over opinion, you just deny it anyway. But he gets to be the big winner. He gets to be the guy who's this sort of shining knight of journalism in this country. He's like a he's just like he's like a Hollywood Paxman, you know, like um, just getting to challenge people so people think he's on their side but he's not he's on Piers Morgan is on Piers Morgan's side and I'm sure that will come out in the fullness of time or he'll end up as supreme overlord of uh, of, of the country at some point in the not too distant future belter um, any more you want to add to this Chris before we move on just that I think the whole fucking system's wrong anyway to be honest with you I I I don't want to be a part of fucking England's government or politics in any way, shape or form. And I don't really I don't really understand how any of it was supposed to work, if I'm honest. You know, I would consider myself someone who, who reads a lot on politics and probably has done for the last sort of certainly ten years. I, I and a lot on American politics randomly because I used to like the television drama of it all. Oh ho 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 ho. It's not as funny when it's as close to home though. Okay. Um, but one of the things I've never really understood, right, and maybe people will think I'm stupid for this or whatever, is how the hell can you be a Labour fucking city in a Tory fucking government? Like, do you know what I mean? How does that work? Like, you know, it's just like, right, okay, we're on completely different sides, and yet I have to listen to you, and I have to do what you say. How bloody stupid is that? Yeah, no, it's mad, isn't it? It's like, I, I mean, again, it's not quite like this because there's rules and regulations supposedly in place for all these kind of things. Like, but it'd be like, like if I had three, if I had three kids and two of them supported Liverpool and one of them supported Everton, I'd love them all equally because you love your kids equally. But the, the Evertonian one would get worse treatment. Because they wouldn't get, I wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't get the shirts. I wouldn't be taking them to Everton football games. I wouldn't be doing this kind of thing. I would buy, you know, I'd still have the same amount of food on the table. They'd still have all these things, but I wouldn't, but I wouldn't have the same relationship with them. And I know that's a really, really playful analogy for something that's a very serious, a very serious thing. You also said they'd have the same amount of food on the table, which I'm not sure is true in government. Yeah, but yeah, but again, you know, this is, yeah, no, you're right, actually. I always thought that's a bit of a, it is a bit of a weird scenario. People understand that, how they do that. And that, that's probably why Liverpool has struggled, you know, and why Liverpool needs it's a stronghold of Labour as well. Exactly. It's a stronghold of Labour. So now, no I always thought when 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 he got in in December and stuff, Johnson, and he turned those mining towns up in like Sunderland and stuff like that, I'm like, shit, they're going to get everything they want from him in this government now because they've got an opportunity to say, no, here's your money. This is what we've done for you, yeah. and turn that what was a stronghold into a conservative stronghold. Yeah. Well, that's um, why Liverpool was so pro pro Remain is because the the evidence of EU investment in the city of Liverpool was tangible. It's there for you to see. The plaques are all over the place. You know, from being the capital of culture and all that kind of stuff. All, all like you know, every time there's a there's a crane or a building put up, and you can see 
funded by EU money. There's the blue, the you know, the blue flag and the gold stars, and you know, you know where the money's being spent. Um, but there's, you know, there's, you're right. There's areas of the country now will probably have that, you know, have that positive feelings towards towards that kind of government because that's that's what you do isn't it if you want to win people over you you shower them with you shower them with gifts and, and you trust that they remember the good stuff more of recency bias they remember the good stuff and not the bad the bad stuff because they've got this shiny new thing to show for it and listen i'm sure people who are who are brexiters or whatever probably feel could use that argument to us about the eu because we've been you know that's exactly the same arguments theoretically but um yeah it is it's um it is it's a very 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 weird one um yes thoughts on those kind of things if you want in the comments below uh, we're happy to have a discussion with you guys here we do love having a bit of a, a, a bit of a chat and what have you um right shall we right should we purge and then do the grown-ups do the not grown-up till yeah okay well you purge first today then mate i am purging uh, we we had a conversation about this this week um I everyone we're in this world now where basically the gene is dead. Nobody wears jeans anymore because why would you put yourself through jeans when you don't need to? Uh, so everyone's now in trackies and shorts. But the problem with trackies and shorts is tracky pockets and short pockets. Now we should we should and I'm not necessarily purging them per se because look, tracky po- a tracky pocket with a with a nice zip. Can, can, can solve a multitude of problems but nobody ever complains about things falling out of jeans pockets you know i never i, I don't leave my phone on the seat in my car when i'm wearing jeans it doesn't magically just slip out like a thief in the night um and the same with keys and the same with wallets and all this kind of stuff I, I, so Jeans are getting a bad rap at the moment because they are much more uncomfortable than wearing trackies and shorts. But they do they do a they do a solid service for you, good solid, well contained pockets. And so I, I am I, short in particular. I've like I've smashed, I've smashed the phone. I I, I I very rarely have ever smashed phone screens. I think I've only ever broken one phone screen ever, and that came about from shorts when they fell out of my pockets when I went to go to the toilet and it smashed on the on the tile floor in there so yeah pockets that don't hold your phone and keys in them and they're not pockets what i don't they need a different name slides slides that's what they are to a phone when you put shorts on yeah they're just a giant slide (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) slippy sliding material and it's gonna pick up speed that's all they are mate yeah um so jean shorts paul (laughs) yeah go ahead (laughs) I'm gonna have to wear jean shorts, aren't I? Yeah, should I? Should I go for the jean shorts? Please go for the stone wash ones as well, mate. Oh yeah, acid wash. Yeah, I'll, I'll even. I'll, you know what I'll do as well, Chris? Because obviously it's harder to get out and, and and choose. I'll just cut off the legs off a pair of existing jeans. How's that sound? Brilliant, mate. Absolutely. Please do it. I think you'll look swell. I once did that with a pair of um with a pair of. I think it was a jeans or cords. I think once when we were in the in our in our metal days, and um, I, I didn't wear them for too much longer after that. After that, because it was a bad idea making your own shorts out of jeans. You can only get away with that when you're a bed. If you if you're a boy, not so much unless you are like a super Instagram style. You know, and you're young. No one in no one in their mid to late thirties and above should be making their own shorts out of jeans. You're either I only need to know be in your sixties. 60s or in your teens and and some sort of influencer i've probably met one person who could get away with that okay and it's your pro evo buddy for life oh carius 
Yeah, I yeah, think he could pull it off. Well, exactly. Yeah, there you go. He, he, he's got that. You know, you can pretend you're a trendsetter and not just a fucking idiot, not just a fucking. I mean, which he might well be, but you know, we we couldn't. I certainly say we couldn't get away. We couldn't get away with that. I could maybe, but I reckon I could pull off a jort um, if I if I if I really wanted to. But it'd have to be tailor made. No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wear combat shorts, Chris, with the buttons. That's what I've not been doing. I've, I've been got I've got them with a zip. Got them with a zip instead of the buttons, mate. That's what I'm wearing right now. They're fantastic. Velcro um, trainees next. It's what? Velcro trainees next. Mate, genius idea. Yeah, I know. Genius. I'll slide genius. into comfort. Oh lovely. Absolutely lovely. I think I'm gonna if you're done, yep. I think I'm gonna purge the soles of my feet. If you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Now this is going back quite a few years, to be honest. That I've had, I've got very delicate soles of my feet, and I'd really like them to be a little bit tougher. You know, just sort of man up a little bit. If I'm still allowed to say that type of a phrase, I think you're nodding along like you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I think everybody watching at home probably does as well, don't they? I think everybody knows that the soles of our feet are pathetic. Now, if you see, like my feet are fantastic, and I'm not gonna. Uh, people are really funny about feet, but it's probably my best feature. Certainly, the top as you look at them, the the classic cut of my foot is there it's 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 perfectly and i've not got one of these toes randomly the second toe's not bigger than my toe my big toe you could be um, a foot model is what you're driving at listen my wife will tell you it's my best feature for if you look at it from top down um and she doesn't like to because she disagrees but so she won't tell you. But I think we all know that. I think everybody now knows that you don't, you don't brag about how good your feet are unless your feet are really fucking good, and they are. They're really fucking good. But the bottom aren't quite up to scratch. They've not quite got that level of maybe lushness to them. But maybe that's the problem. Maybe they are a little bit too lush. Regardless, they're very very soft, Paul. Um, and and I realised when I was on my um, not stag do the other one honeymoon uh, when we were in Africa that. I'm, I'm pretty pathetic to be honest with you because you know we went to Africa and stuff and we did a lot of things um, that involved us not wearing shoes like we went like um, white water rafting on the Nile one time and the, the, these, these black guys who were fucking from around there were just like launching themselves over the ground and the rocks and like I was I was like ah at the back of the queue as I'm coming out of the water and stuff like pathetic truly pathetic like I'm that guy on the uh, who, who walks into the who, who long who, who walks across a pebble beach screaming like a pathetic little child so I just and, but also I really just want to take my socks off when I wear a pair of tainies, Paul okay that's where it kind of comes down to and here. you can't well they're sweaty as well feet my feet are sweaty okay so um and and but I think if you look at the like they they sort of they get a bit red here you know what I mean and you know I need to I need to just pull that little sock up a little touch you know what I mean so yeah. really I don't know whether that's the sole of my feet that I'm purging here or not um but yeah I definitely feel like these tougher just need to tougher a little bit tougher you know what I mean yeah. Tougher um, feet, yeah. Tougher feet, I think. Yeah, I think everybody, I think it's a guaranteed purge that everyone yeah. will go with me there. My, 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 mine aren't, mine aren't too bad. But again, there's people who are better with these things. You're right. Pebble beaches are just that's a form of torture. That, as far as I'm concerned, you're having taking your flip flops down to the waterfront, and then you're dealing with a whale. With what if the water's coming in? You, how far away do you? If you're going to be in the water for more than like 20 minutes, you've got to set them a ways back. Otherwise, then bad boys are gone. No, you don't want to be thinking all that when you're off getting into the pool, do you? Tougher feet. That's all I'm saying. Um, brilliant. It's okay, yeah, fine. I mean, at this point, I'm not sure how many body parts you've got left to purge. 
Um, oh, I've got plenty, mate. And that was one of your best it. features. You've just purged the part of your best I know, feature. I know, I know, right. I know. Uh, so, last uh, last week we introduced the concept of you're not a proper grown-up until dot, dot, dot. Um, we put the tweet out uh, at Matrix Page if you want to see these things. Um, we've had some boss people come back. Uh, with them, Chris, of course, said it was, was um, until you your electrical screwdrivers don't come out of a Christmas cracker, which I'm not sure anyone's going to better. Uh, but let's see. Uh, let's see. James from that 90s wrestling podcast says, you're not a proper going up until you start putting together your kids' bunk beds at 6pm and not completing until 4am. You got bunk beds? Yeah. that work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, really tough. Now, I am a proper growing up, so I didn't start at 6pm. 8. No, fucking 8am. Oh, I'm not nice. going to get into a position where I can't put them to bed. I'm not going to yeah. start putting a fucking bunk bed together an hour and a half before the due in it. Yeah. That's just stupid. One of them is that you, if you get a new barbecue, then you make sure that barbecue is built before you intend to use said barbecue. Because if you're buying a barbecue and it needs some construction, you are not cooking your barbecue food anywhere near to the time that anyone needs that barbecue food to be Have cooked. Have you ever put a gas barbecue together? Uh, put a gas mm, barbecue together? No. Yeah. yeah, doubly so if you're putting a gas barbecue together because yeah. tough. Um, Harshall B says um, you're not probably going up until uh, one. You check the weather forecast and carry an umbrella if rain is predicted. Nice. You have more food than beer in your fridge. True. Uh, and you refuse to have sex in a twin size bed. Wow. Okay. That's it. Yeah, it's a pretty small bed. Um, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think you're a proper adult if you're refusing sex. If I'm honest, um, because you should get it where you can. You should get it where you can get it. Um, you never know when the next route's around the corner. Harshall. Yeah, yeah that one's that one's a definite no. What was the other one? Um, more you food have more than, food than beer in your fridge. Ah, uh, yeah, but what if you keep your beer somewhere else? Still on your premises. Like wherever you keep, you store these things. There was days back in the day where, as young bachelors, where your fridge would just be where you kept your your alcohol and little else. You might have some butter in there, or maybe a, you know a, a condiment of some description. But like you know, boiled egg. Yeah, why not? Uh, pre probably yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Football index guru says you know you're an adult when your eyes are so bad it takes an hour round trip and a castle to see if they're bad. <laughs> Um, right yeah yeah paul james says you're not a proper adult until you start moaning about how young people are yeah 100 percent this can i can can we make an addendum to that one you're not a proper adult until you've said the words they look like students did we look that young when we were students i mean that that is kind of it like you say that any weather spoons in the city center at least 10 times during an evening out yeah if you stay there long enough yeah absolutely uh genie and tonic you're not a grown-up until someone calls you sir first time i got called sir i was in a shopping queue and someone said sir and then repeated themselves three more times until i realized i am am <laughs> in fact above 18 and the sir yeah it's really good it's the it's the it's when someone's when you i think it's when parents are out with the kids and they describe you as the man yeah. watch out for the man or watch out yeah. for the lady 
it's like I'm, I'm particularly as a young as a girl when you cross over from being like watch out for the girl to watch out for the lady or the woman i reckon that's a that's probably a heartbreaker yeah Whereas, you're just tightening that bra at the back there aren't you in that situation <laughs> right let's get them up a little bit higher yeah <laughs> let's yeah. see where we go the, it's the gentleman's the one that i get most often rather than a say yes will you just go and replace this bag of potatoes for the gentleman i'm like I like I can fucking go myself. I'll be quicker than you, love. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. I don't want to stand there for ten minutes. Like it's fine. You think I'm being nice? I'm just fucking impatient, and yeah. I can see you. And you're gonna go dead fucking slow. Yeah. So I'm gonna go myself. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, that is a brilliant one. Uh, FTBL Michael, you're not a grown up until getting an early night is a treat, not a punishment. Yes. 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 Absolutely. You're not a dad no. until I think that is as well. Absolutely. Um, Joe Shaw says you're not. You know you're an adult when your parents stop looking after your passport. That's a decent one. Or you're not on your mum and dad's passport. Is probably a good start. <laughs> um, and let's see. Oh yeah, here we go. Mark Blackford. You're not a proper grown up until you suffer three day hangovers after a bender. When you're 18 to 25, they aren't a thing. When you're a proper adult, you suffer intensely. You do. Yeah, that is. That is, there's no true, true word on this podcast been spoken since we started this podcast. Shit, in it? Absolutely shit. Okay, right, well, we're going to wrap that up there. Um, thank you so much for sending your uh, you sending your suggestions in. If there's any others you want to do, if we get a few more in, we'll do another one next week in the comments underneath on YouTube. Uh, and also, you can tweet us at MateXPayJack as well. Do sign up to our Patreon. As you've seen earlier on in the show, we have got our first ever live Patreon exclusive Q&A. We're all going to get in a big Discord group together and shoot the breeze live. Just just basically chill, hang out. You can have a bit of a, more, less of a Q&A, not like you send those questions and we we i'd rope do those back we're just gonna have a big chat and we can answer some think of it like a big that. fucking zoom call with us yeah. that's what we're doing yeah essentially um, and i can't wait for it so uh, th- did we do the people who signed up last week did we say their names we did I, not I, I would definitely remember saying Jason no. Bourne's name on this. We said it before the podcast and forgot to say it on the podcast. So thanks very much, Jason Bourne, for, for signing up. Um, Thank you, Stephen Ryder, as well, for signing up and Ben Bartlett. And I think that's all we needed to do. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the names of our absolute legend Patreon tiers uh, are coming up at the end of the podcast. I will move the little Thank the you. video out of <laughs> the way um, so that it doesn't obscure them. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much, guys. Uh, obviously, our little community we've got going on. If you want more from us, you've got my YouTube channel, which is Mates TV. Uh, Chris has got a Chris Pajak YouTube channel. We've both got Twitch channels now at the moment as well. Mine is Mates Gaming. His is Mr. Blood Red. Uh, so get on there. I'm doing a Pez series. Chris is doing a Football Manager series. And of course, the Red Men TV as well for the best of the best Football Manager series. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much, guys. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Whether it's vision or listening, I need to just wrap this up and just spot shite now. Um, Once. What? Twice. Once. No, no. We'll do that next week. Once. The um, pond. A time. Lived. Uh. Man. Who? Road. A. Horse. Through. Fields. Of. Gold. He. Stood. Naked. Atop. A. Pillock. Whilst gloriously holding his penis, <laughs> eventually he climaxed 
over the toadstool which died instantly the end <laughs> um, check back for more next week we love you guys so very very much uh, yeah more MXP coming your way next Friday at 5 the uh, Patreon exclusive thing is going to be on uh, Monday evening so get signed up for that uh, and yeah we'll give you more details on our Patreon and yeah we'll see you there nice one Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.